0: this town. Hey, this is Champaign, Illinois native Emily Harrington coming to you from Kitchen Table Studios in the ever evolving, sometimes boring, flatlands of Champaign, Urbana for the next podcast episode of Hyper Locals, where townies and transplants share their tales of tears and triumphs, losses and wins. So stay tuned to catch the characters behind the beloved twin cities of CU. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Hyper Locals podcast. Today, we have a special guest. Her name is hard to pronounce, so I'm going to try <laughs> to get it right. It is Mahala Neller. Neller with a silent K. Is that correct? That's correct. All right, I got it right. She is an assistant manager at the popular Style and & Grace, and that is how I met her through The Stylist to the Stars and her best friend, Tara she said that she had a friend and her best friend, and that she works here. And this led to a very interesting story. And I immediately thought, I have to get her on the podcast. <laughs> so I DM'd her, and here she is. She's an Urbana grab, so local. And she has quite an interesting, sweet, sad, emotional story that she is going to tell us about a little boy named
1: Kai. Tell me about Kai a little bit. How old is he? He is two and a half. Okay. He's a little redheaded ray of sunshine. Um, he's at this point got his personality pretty set in stone and he thinks he is in control of everyone. Oh, well, That sounds like a two and a
0: half year old. For <laughs> yes. Sure. Especially a boy. Mm-hmm. And he has his own Instagram account. He does. Do you want to state that publicly? Is that okay for friends to come to him? Yeah, absolutely. It is fly
1: baby Kai. Okay. So why did you want to set up a Instagram account for him? I did it initially to allow his family to be able to keep up with him so that it wasn't on my personal account and they could all see him. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So you said his family. So that leads us to say that you're
0: not his biological mom. Correct. But you are his love, his
1: caretaker. Yes. So tell me how you met Kai. The first time I met him, I actually used to volunteer and work part-time at a women's facility in Champaign called Mercy's Refuge. Okay. And um, I would typically spend the night over there. That's what the volunteers do. They stay with the women. And, um, wow. Yeah. It's actually really fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. I loved doing it. Um, I did it until... I had Kai full-time, and his mom was there, and I mean, I just love babies, so anytime that we were all together, it was me squeezing and kissing on his little fat face. <laughs> so he was there with his mom? He was, okay. Yeah. And at what point
0: did you see that you were going to need to step in in a higher level than a volunteer there for his mom?
1: Um, It wasn't. Until he was about eight or nine months old okay. and she actually had graduated and moved out and I would watch Off him the program. Yes. Okay. Yep. And I would just watch him occasionally on the weekends. Oh. So it just kind of led to that. So you kind of fell in love with him in a way. I mean, Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So this was a bond more than just seeing him occasionally.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it grew into that, yeah. but it was, I'm kind of just a yes man. If anybody asks me to watch, watch their kid, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, <that's> so, <laughs>
0: sweet. so so did Kai start to recognize you?
1: Yeah. At like nine or 10 months.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you're watching him occasionally mm-hmm. and it becomes apparent to you that his mom is going to need help.
1: Yeah. She basically had just asked me to watch him over the weekend Okay. And this led to longer than a weekend. Yes. It's been about two years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the weekend led to a few weeks, a Mm -hmm. few months. Yes. And a few years. Yes. And she had asked you to care for him longer than the weekend. Were you trying to say, when are you going to come get him?
1: No, I was really just giving her the time that she needed because at that point she was trying to get into a rehab and it was in the middle of COVID. So it was very difficult at this point. Like their beds are very limited. Mm -hmm. So I was just allowing that to happen because I just felt like if I sent him back, it would have been more traumatic than her doing what she needed to do and then coming back later. Okay. So she was trying to get help for herself. Yes. Or so you assumed. Yes.
0: And you didn't ask many questions, you just did what needed to be done. Yeah. So come Monday morning after this weekend, or Tuesday, and it's time to go to work, Mm -hmm. what do you do?
1: Um, I scrambled. There were a few months that there were two other ladies that lived in Urbana, and we all were together in this, we're going to help. And one of them was staying at home with another baby. So I just kind of added him to the mix. So she would watch him during the week for most days. And I mean, it was months of just trying to find sitters. During this time, how does your bond with Kai change? At first... He was just like a dreamy little baby. Like, he was quiet. He was loving. He was just excited. He just seemed like every day he woke up, he's like, oh, we're still here. (laughs) This is fun. Like a sleepover. Um, Exactly. But then um, I feel like it probably was a couple weeks in, and he started to show signs of, like, abandonment. He would get really upset and slam his head on the ground and... He would not let me leave the room. <laughs> we had a few months of like, separation anxiety. Yes. And so I feel like through that, our bond grew super strong, but it was definitely a process. For How sure. did you
0: handle that and recognize that? I, I actually... Mean, you're young for the most part and yeah. you
1: haven't had a kid. Mm-mm.
0: So all of this is pretty fresh.
1: Yeah. And I've been around babies all my life, but most of them have been pretty secure. Yeah. So this was new. And I do remember the first time I saw him slamming his head on the ground because he's got a big old head. Like (laughs) my kids do too. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was loud. And I was like, he is going to really injure himself. I called my mom and she was like, that is one of the main signs of abandonment issues. So she was like, keep him on a carpet because we have. Hardwood floors, <laughs> oh and she's like, just you know, be as attentive as possible and just really pay attention to what you feel like triggers him.
0: Does your mom have experience with this?
1: Mm, no, she just has four kids. No, she's just a um, mom. <laughs> yeah, she's always helped with families and stuff in churches, okay. so I just feel like she's very knowledgeable. Sure, yeah.
0: Okay. So he's going through these transitions, mm-hmm. you're learning about how to handle them, yes. And at what point and at what timing does it become apparent to you that this might be a long-term situation?
1: So it was October that he got dropped off with me. It was probably after Christmas. October, November, December. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Does his
0: biological mom say, Mihaela, I need help. Can you take him permanently?
1: No. At one point, she did agree to sign over like a 90-day... Form for me because I needed to get him to the doctor. Sure. So that was pretty much it. She still hasn't at this point been like, take him. But I mean, two years in and like at this point, right. (laughs) He calls me mommy. So I mean, it's difficult because I feel like she's trying to work on herself while she's still wanting to love her kid. Mm -hmm. But the bond has moved to me. Right. So um, yeah, she still hasn't said please take him for good. And we talked about this a little bit before, but it's interesting to me
0: that, and I've heard of this before, someone will fight for custody or say they want their child, even though they know they're incapable Mm -hmm. of caring for them. And I said, I wonder if that's just an innate mom thing. Mm -hmm. But you said it's more of, from her perspective, another fail. Yeah. Okay. So that's not working in your favor necessarily. Definitely not. No. Okay. But two years in and you're wanting to make this a more permanent legal situation.
1: Yes. Okay. At what point did Kai call you mom for the first time? Do you remember that? It's funny. He calls me Ami because all of my nieces and nephews call me Ama. Huh. They can't say Aunt Mahala. Uh-huh.
0: Sure,
1: sure. <laughs> so I can barely say name. Yeah. So. I have nine currently nieces and nephews. Yeah, the oldest one started Ama. And so we just had him calling me Ama just because I was like, well, you don't know what's happening so I can be the aunt too. Yeah, And then I think it was probably once he started daycare, the teachers would call me mom and then he Mm. just changed it to Ami. And that's what he always calls me. Um, so He says Ami. He says Ami. Yeah. Unless he's really mad or doesn't feel well, then he calls me mommy. Oh, that's- <laughs> yeah. How did that feel to you? I think the first time he said it, we were everyone in the room because that we may have been with my family. All of us were like, oh, uh, <laughs> <It looks laughs> and then like I, he's sticking around. Yeah. Yeah. And then I I mean, at that point I was like, mm, I'm going to be fighting for him. So <laughs> Yeah.
0: Why do you feel like you needed him? Do you feel like it's a cosmic thing he was put in your life
1: or? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it was God. I always would say, and this was like a total joke, but I would say like, I just want someone to give me a baby and like, just go away. I remember Tara saying this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say it all the time. And I just said it as a joke. And then I'm like, well, look at God. He just gave me a baby. <laughs> and it wasn't, it's not easy. It's definitely not been like a walk in the park. But I think that... He has helped me first of all learn myself. I've always been someone who I just if I'm feeling a, a certain way, I'm just like it's fine, just continue whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't even look into it. And learning how to help him process his emotions has helped me like mm-hmm. immensely. Um and also just I just feel like that connection is just like, I mean, it's nothing I've ever felt. So um, I've always wanted to be a mom, but like, I just haven't gotten to it yet. So (laughs) um, now I am. (laughs) Does it scare you to raise
0: him as a single mom? No. No. Mm -mm. Let's say tomorrow you meet the man of your dreams. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about that scenario where you go out to a romantic dinner and then you say, just to let you know, I got a toddler back there. <laughs> well,
1: if anything, I usually lead with that. Oh, no, you do? <laughs> oh, you yeah. Do. Okay. Yeah, because it is a... it's so a, in your
0: match.com profile, you're going to I have a kid. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it don't is. Don't even come knocking. <laughs> yeah. If you are not ready for this, I don't want it. Yeah. I mean, everyone at the salon knows he's like the salon baby. Sure, and like so, yeah. So, I mean, anywhere I go, he's with me. Okay.
0: Yeah. So you haven't been concerned about finding a father figure. If that happens, that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But right now, Kai is going to be the main man.
1: Oh, yeah. I have thought multiple times like, kids need both parents. It is a totally different dynamic. But right now, he's got my brother and my dad. Yeah. So he does have some men in his life. Yeah. I know it's not the same, but yeah. I think one excellent parent would be enough. Yeah. And it (laughs)
0: seems like you have enough love to give just from what I'm gleaning right now. So what does your present day look like? You're 29, if I can say that. Mm -hmm. So you're a young, pretty girl. You have a management job. Mm -hmm. What does your day look like? Um, Now that you've been given a toddler, (laughs) I mean, I can't imagine.
1: It has completely changed from what I ever thought my day would be. We typically wake up He's a morning snuggler, oh, so I love that yeah, yeah, um, yeah, because I don't like getting out of bed very quickly. Um, and then we just get ready. I usually take him to daycare. My schedule's all over the place. Oh, um, it is. It's never the same. So it's some days he will be at daycare from 8 to 5. Some days he'll be at daycare. He'll be there from 8 to 5, but then I'll work until 9. So he will go to my parents. And then... Twice a month, we see the CASA worker, twice a month, we see the social worker, and then twice a month, we see his siblings. So, I mean, it's pretty much consumed with things we have to do for him. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You said his siblings.
0: So his biological mom has other children. Yes. And they're not in her care? Correct. Okay. So how do you arrange that? Or is that through CASA? Shout yeah. out Amariah Hayes because she works there. <laughs> CASA is Court Appointed Special Advocates for Children Yes, in Champaign County.
1: Mm-hmm. They're great. We love our CASA worker. She is so fun. Every time she comes, Kai's so excited. She gets down on the floor, plays with him. She checks in on everything. So we love when she comes to visit and then... Our social worker, we actually are in the middle of um, getting a new one. We've had five since I've had him. Is that because you keep mm. fighting with them and they leave? <laughs> no, my caseworkers love me. <laughs> <laughs> they, this um, is just turnover. Oh, yeah. I feel so bad for the caseworkers in Champaign County. We don't have enough. Okay. I mean, they're overloaded with cases. And what was it? I feel like they said... When COVID hit, uh-huh. Champaign County, or maybe it was just Illinois in general, almost tripled in the amount of kids that were put in the system. Jeez. Yeah. just
0: parents who just couldn't do remote learning anymore? I guess so. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been, I mean, our caseworkers, they try their best, but they are completely overloaded.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: How do you... See his siblings. How does that work and through whom? So, one of them is with the grandma. Okay. So, she and I get along very well. That's good. Um, Yeah. And we just typically go over to her house or we meet at the park. Is this the biological mom's mom?
0: No, it's the dad's mom. The dad's mom. Mm -hmm. And the dad is no longer with us. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. He had his own struggles. He did. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, he's passed away, but you kind of live through his mother Mm -hmm. and you have a good relationship yeah okay so you go to see the grandma to see one of kai's siblings Mm -hmm. okay and what about the others
1: the other two they're older okay so they kind of just decide when they want to see him and um, i'm in contact with their dad and occasionally i'll check in just say like hey Do you guys want to meet up? If we do, then we typically do it with the other grandma. She actually lives in Robinson, Illinois, so it's a few hours away. But like we've all gotten together, gotten a house and like rented for a weekend. Yeah, their families are, they're fun. Uh Um, They're very fun. There's a lot of them. So (laughs) overwhelming. Yeah, it can be very overwhelming sometimes. But I try to allow him to see everybody at least twice a year. Why is that important? Actually, one of my best friends is adopted and like she is also in social work and she's just always said like it is so important to know your biological family Mm. and to be able to make that decision on your own if you want to be in contact with them or not. So at this point, he's too young to make that decision. I try to limit it. Because it does like physically affect him wow. um yeah so I try to limit it I think it's just because it's overwhelming or maybe because trauma is held in the body but like I want him to know he is completely allowed to see anyone yep. they're they're all his family I don't like speak any type of way around him about them just because it's I mean I want him to be able to make his own decision when you say it physically affects him, what does that mean? So he's very sensitive. I said before he's a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> um, when he gets overwhelmed or stressed, which is so crazy because I've always been like, kids don't get stressed. And now I see him and yeah. I'm like, he is so stressed what? out. He has really bad eczema. It oh, flares no. up. Yeah, it flares up super bad. Um, and he gets a like a bloody diaper rash. So when I feel like we're seeing too many people, too often i just have to cut it off because i mean we're fighting diaper rashes and eczema that's he scratches it until it bleeds Mm. so he's just like a bloody little baby when he's too (laughs) too stressed so
0: you pay for it afterward oh yeah if you expose him to too many people
1: yes not really mattering who
0: the people are just groups in general yeah pretty much do you think that's because of his trauma or just that's going to be him
1: no, I think it is because of his trauma. Yeah, because I mean, I take him to church every Sunday. He walks in that place like he owns it. Right. He says hi to everyone. I mean, he likes to be the center of attention. But I think it's just when people like know him uh-huh. and he doesn't know them. Yeah. I think that is where it really like stresses him out. Sure.
0: What are your fears and anxieties right now on a day to day basis? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you well, need me to get a pen for <laughs> Yeah, probably. Um, I think the main thing is I don't want to mess him up. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I really don't. And he you has... You feel that
0: way about a biological kid. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think there's just a different type of emotion towards it because I'm not his biological mom. Mm. And I don't want to be that adoptive mom that messed it all up for them. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's just like... It could be great that he's seeing his family. It could ruin him that he's seeing sure. his family. It could be great that we like, limit contact or, or not. So, so it's every like, choice you make, mm-hmm. you're kind of second guessing. Absolutely. Is yeah. this going to be
0: good or bad? Mm-hmm. You mentioned your parents, your mom specifically. What did they think when this weekend with Kai turned into two years?
1: They've always loved it. My family is like a baby family. Like anytime someone's pregnant, my dad is clapping. He's like, it's time for a fresh baby. We're so excited. So they were in full support. Like they were bringing me diapers and wipes immediately because when I first got him, we had one outfit. That's all I had. Um, (laughs) So they were bringing me formula. Like they were full support. And then I feel like after a few months, they were like, well, are we doing this or (laughs) like what's going on? They're very supportive. They definitely, at this point, they would probably flip out if he went somewhere else. Oh, sure, because they become one of him. Oh yeah, Yeah. like, I mean, my dad is Gramps, my mom is Mimi and that's how Kai knows them. So Yeah. (laughs) yeah. It seems like
0: both at work and your family have become his family. Definitely, yeah. Right now, What current fight or struggle are you having making him legally your own? Where are we with that?
1: So rights were terminated and then they were appealed. So we are in the middle of a, I believe it's 150 days of waiting to hear back from the appeal court. Okay. And then adoption is a whole nother process. So we currently don't even have an adoption lawyer Uh at the company because we're not through DCFS. We're used by a sister company, so there's not even an adoption attorney there. It's probably going to be a couple years before adoption even goes through.
0: What are your hopes for Kai now and in a year and five years?
1: Um, I just want him to be healthy. Yeah. Um, my main goal for him is just I want him to know he's loved. I want him to be secure I want him to be able to make his own decisions Mm -hmm. when he gets to the place where he's old enough to say yes or no. I want to see them. Mm -hmm. My hopes for him are that like he doesn't physically get affected whenever he sees people. And he's really smart. I know he's going to do great in school, so... I don't know. I was just asking him yesterday what he wants to be when he grows up and he said, "I'm Kai." So, <laughs> <laughs> what a great answer. Yeah, we went through, "Do you want to be a firefighter?" No, "I'm Kai." So, I he's going to be his own man. I don't <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what are your hopes for his mom? I hope that she gets sober. Yep.
0: And with her getting sober, you still will always want Kai in your life. And you want to be. Definitely. Yeah. That's not a question. Yeah. No, no matter how sober Mm -hmm. she gets. Okay. And would you want Kai to be a part of her life or does that scare you? Let's say Mm. she is a happy, healthy person in five years. Does that make you nervous?
1: I mean, I feel like it, it does like affect my stomach a little. Um, but I, I would definitely want him to to be able to make that decision. Yeah. So that would be an open adoption. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep.
0: Do you know much about that? Have you researched the different? Yeah, no. No. Okay. <laughs> nope. Haven't gotten that far. Okay. <laughs> you kind of referred to yourself as a yes man. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's good or bad?
1: In this scenario, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been great. It has Not been easy, but I feel like it has built so much in me with even just learning boundaries. Um, because you can still be a yes man with a fence, yeah, (laughs) like you can say, Yes, I absolutely am willing to do that, but this is my line I'm gonna draw. Um, and I've just been a, a yes man about everything, um, so I've pretty much been a doormat with things, but I do, I feel like this has before been great Kai. before Kai. Yeah. And
0: now you have a mama bear fence. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you're a yes man with boundaries and that has come with having a kid. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever thought about in five years when you'll have the conversation about where he came from and how his situation differs from other quote normal families?
1: Yeah, I've thought about it. And he kind of seems like he already knows. Oh, you think so? Just because we see his family. So like there are pictures of both of his parents on the walls. There are. And the thing is, like, I love his mom. I do. When she was sober, she's great. Like Mm -hmm. she is a great person. So I don't want to hide that from him. I think it might be difficult because he's pretty emotional. He goes from zero to 100 very quickly, yeah. <laughs> which is just toddler. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and redhead. And <laughs> redhead. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, get them both. Once that time comes, I'll just be praying about it, like, yeah. real hard. So I don't say anything incorrectly. I'll be as open as he wants me to be. Yeah. You talk a little bit about faith. Mm-hmm. And Tara,
0: your friend that we spoke about, mm-hmm. she also kind of echoes that. So, how has that played into this experience for you? Oh, it's been tremendous. Is this your family's faith, or is are you special in that way?
1: I okay. grew up in church. Okay. We were at church all the time, mm-hmm. like almost to the point where it was too much. <laughs> like our friends were church friends. Okay. Um, It's built a great foundation for me, but. I didn't really get into my own relationship with God until I was probably 25. Wow. Because it was just, you know, when most people were at church. the bars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did that early. So okay, <laughs> the way. I was over over that by the time I was like 23. So it was probably like 25. And I really was like, I need to figure this out for myself, yeah, um, because it's very easy when you grow up in a church to just piggyback what your parents do, hundred percent. And then I just feel like it really helped me with this because yeah. our first year and a half we didn't sleep. I mean, I had strength that I didn't even know, and it wasn't my strength. It was literally all from God. Like it was a year and a half of he woke up every hour and we were up for half an hour. Like he would throw himself in his bed and just the sleep itself i'm like how am i functioning yeah <laughs> we're not sleeping at all and, and then, that was
0: because of this transition and this trauma that um, he was waking up
1: I assume, but he was so young. Like I was like, is this what he normally does? And sure. I did, I reached out to his mom and she said he would wake up like regularly. So it may just be the way that he was. He sleeps great now, but it, it took a long time. given him
0: security and stability and <laughs> yes. consistency.
1: Yeah. I think that really is what it's been. Right. Yeah.
0: I have a friend who says you can get through anything for a short amount of time. Yes. And I think that's probably what kept you going. Mm -hmm. Did you ever think, I can't do this? I'm not cut out for this.
1: Mm -mm. Never once. Not once. No, because I was reflecting on it not long ago because I'm like, I never at any point was like, take this baby back. I can't do this. And it may have just been my stubbornness of me being like, I am fully capable. <laughs> right. It just goes back to not wanting to fail. Yeah. But also, it just didn't feel that hard while we were in it. Yeah. It really didn't. Now that we sleep yeah, and yeah, that yeah. he's not sick all the time, I look back and I'm like, huh, that was awful. Right. Like, but yeah, it's never, never did I think I couldn't do it.
0: It's amazing what like love and then time and perspective can give you. Mm -hmm. And you feel like you just got through something. Yeah. My son was hit by a car. And I talk about that in episode two. And I can talk about it kind of unemotionally because I feel like we got through this huge mountain, this hurdle. Yeah. And I feel like it's an accomplishment. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I almost look back on it, like patting ourselves on the back that we got through it. But any more kids for
1: you? Have you thought about that? Or are we just trying to get through the day today? day? I feel like at this point, I would probably be open to fostering more kids. Really? Um, yeah. Now that we've made it through and I've kind of like broken the seal of, yeah. <laughs> of foster mom life. Right. Um. I've always wanted to foster. It's, oh, you have before um, Kai. Oh, yeah. It just wasn't the right time. I had looked into it when I was 20. I looked into it. Um, and then when you were 20 years mm -hmm. old. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just, there's just such a need. And anytime I like hear about the kids that are sleeping on the floors with social workers at the office, I'm like, buy a bigger house. Like we've, we have got to get these kids in a bed. Um, so I've always wanted to do it, but it just kept not being the right time. I mean, God's timing, like I still didn't probably would have said this is not the right time, Right, but there was a baby in my house. So, (laughs) oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: So families look a lot different day to day Mm -hmm. and more modern families look different. Do you ever think or feel like anyone's looking
1: at you in a weird way or do you just kind of own that? Oh, that you're not the typical nuclear family. I never question it. The only thing people ever say outwardly to me is, where'd he get that red hair? (laughs) what do you say? His mom. (laughs) Or his dad. Like, I mean, it's true. Otherwise, I mean, no, I never question our dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you're amazing.
0: (laughs) Well, thanks. And stronger than you probably know. Is there anything you think I missed or that you want to share about your story? Mm, I don't think so. You're just... You're incredible. <laughs> well,
1: you thank really you. Are.
0: Me at 29 and you at 29 it looks very different. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to plug? Any resources that have really helped you? Any
1: ways people can support you or Kai? I mean, I feel like we're good. We are we're <laughs> riding a a great wave. I mean, I just think if you even think about like fostering or doing the um respite care, like I mean, it's needed. What's respite care? Respite is typically if like a foster family is going on vacation or Uh like the parents want to go on a date or something like that, then it's just. Usually a weekend care or just one night, things like that. Because a lot of foster families, I am lucky I have my whole family. Yeah. Um, And they're all willing to watch him. Right. But a lot of foster parents don't. So they can't even run to the grocery store alone or go on a weekend trip because sometimes the biological parents don't want the kids to go. Oh. Yeah. So I know respite care is needed in Champaign County.
0: Where does the foster system start in Champaign? What's the organization? Do you know? It's DCFS. DCFS. Mm-hmm. Okay. So contact them if you're interested in anything like that. Definitely. Okay. And go follow Fly Baby Kai on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Because he is adorbs. He is so cute. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mihaela. I really appreciate this. Yeah.
1: Thanks for having and me. And at
0: style and grace. Yep. Okay. <laughs> She'll check it <you> out, guys. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. However your podcast host of choice allows, please positively rate, review, comment, and give all the stars. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, share, and ring that notification bell so you know when the next episode drops. Also, search and follow Hyper Local CU on all social media. If I forgot anything or you need me, visit my website at hyperlocalcu.com. Bye!
1: No,